This podcast discusses violence, drug use, and other adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Pod. I'm joined, as always, on the line by Josh. How are you this evening on this fine Super Tuesday? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about this episode of Breaking Bad. It was uh, an interesting one, and I think it has, I think we're definitely going to talk about it, but it definitely has one of the most disturbing scenes in in the series. So it's it's an unfortunate scene, but I think it's really important to talk about in terms of of how we view Walt, especially as a character. But uh, other than that, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm also doing well. I am excited to talk about this episode. I will say, I, I totally agree with you. This has one of the most disturbing scenes in the show. And I would say, you know, including all the seasons of the show, like not just to this point, this is, I think, one of the most uh, cold-blooded, heartless scenes. And if you've seen this, dear listeners, you know exactly what I'm talking about in this episode, Phoenix, which is season two, episode 12. Uh, I think the reference here, probably Phoenix rising from the ashes. I mean, this is uh, Walt just after the successful delivery of the math to Gus Fring's folks. So he seems to be back in business Things are, I don't know if I would say going well for Walt, but where we once thought he was out of the game, he is now apparently back in. And even though he's not totally back uh, into the production side of things, uh, he does seem to be heading in this direction again. Uh, but it's not necessarily a good kind of resurrection because of what we see at the very end. And the scene that we've been talking about is where he watches Jane, Jesse's girlfriend, die as she chokes on her own vomit while she is blitzed on heroin. And he watches this happen, even though he has complete power to save her, you know, roll her on her side, uh, whatever, even administer CPR after the fact. He doesn't do that. He just watches it happen. And it's uh, it's really horrifying. Uh, I did not take the audio for this, Josh, because it's such a such a gruesome scene even to watch and just to listen to it, I think, uh, also unpleasant. But we can talk about it when we get there. But let's start with the two-minute summary from Wikipedia, and we'll give we'll give the uh, the, the 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 letter grade to uh, <laughs> the anonymous author who wrote this, and then we'll go on to broader thoughts and themes and best scene, best writing, best moment. Sound good? Yep, sounds good. All right, here's what Wikipedia says about the episode Phoenix, season two, episode twelve. Walt delivers the inventory in time, but misses his daughter's birth. Jesse confronts what, and that's it. That's just one sentence about that. <laughs> misses his daughter's birth. Very understated. Jesse confronts yeah. Walt about his share of the payment, but Walt refuses to disperse the funds until Jesse can prove his sobriety. Jesse and Jane's addiction is discovered by Jane's father, Donald, who agrees to give her one day to settle her affairs before going to rehab. In an effort to minimize the cost of Walt's upcoming surgery, Walt Jr. sets up a website to gather donations for his father's medical expenses. It is quickly used by Saul as a way to forward Walt's earnings without raising suspicion. After discovering Jesse's payday, Jane blackmails Walt into delivering Jesse's share. By chance, Walt goes to a bar and meets Jane's father. Later, Walt returns to Jesse's to attempt to make amends and to help him break his addiction. He finds Jesse and Jane passed out in bed after a drug binge, both lying on their sides. He tries to take Jesse, unco- Jesse conscious, and as he does so, Jane flops over onto her back. Jane vomits and begins to suffocate. Although the episode has established that Walt knows exactly what to do in such an emergency, he simply stands and watches his would-be blackmailer die. Okay. So... A lot there. What do you think? What's the letter grade to give this description, Josh? I actually think this is a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah, I was going to say, this is much better than the than the last two episodes uh, that we rated. So, I don't know. A letter grade, I would give it maybe a B. 
it's not super well written, but in terms of like on a scale of one to ten, I don't know, maybe like uh, seven. It's not it's not terrible. Yeah, no, certainly I, not the worst we've heard. I think that's right. I would even put it at, at an eight out of ten. Uh, I would wow. go, I would go B plus for the letter grade because okay, I agree. I mean, it's not poetic, but uh, but it includes all the major elements of the story, which is what you need when you're trying to get a synopsis. I mean, I think if you haven't seen this episode in a year and you want to just jog your memory as to what happens, this this is this has it all. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, one of the things that it does not capture, though, is this idea that that Walt absolutely hates this idea of his money being funneled through this website that his son created. And I think we get a little bit more into this in the following episode in in season in season two, episode 13. So we could talk about uh, talk about it a little bit more when we get to that episode next week. But he but this this kind of summary just doesn't totally express just his absolute detest for the fact that he's not getting credit for essentially saving his family and being able to support them yeah i completely agree i mean i think we see more of that in episode 13 which we'll talk about next week but you see a little bit of it and i've got uh, one scene that i want to talk about here in just a minute uh where walter jr is is doing that website stuff to raise money uh walt does not like that at all because he doesn't like you know having to rely on the people's charity etc and what you see in the next episode that we'll talk about next week is how he really, really, really doesn't like that. You know, it's and it's amazing. Like his son is doing this really sweet and thoughtful thing for you that would normally bring tears to your eyes, I think. And he's just like, people can't know that I'm not providing for us. People can't know that yeah. we are reliant on charity. Yeah, he has this whole scene with Saul where he basically is like every idea Saul has, which is like, oh, you know, you're you have a long lost relative who has all this money that you came into. And and or or finally, when you you know, he settles on this website, he hates every idea that doesn't give him credit. And it's like, what does he think is the solution? It's it's one of those moments where clearly he's just going to say no to every solution. And that's just kind of all there is to it. But it's just funny to sort of see Walt in his most sort of egotistical way being like, I must get credit for this. And then there being absolutely no way for that to happen. Yeah, I completely agree. But let's start off with the best scene, Josh. Yours that you selected is the one that we already talked about a little bit. And I'm not going to play the audio, but it's Walt watching Jane die. Super sad, super serious, uh, super disturbing. I mean, I think it's Probably the most visually, certainly of this episode, the most visually and acoustically as far as what, what you're hearing go on, arresting scene in the episode. Uh, for my money, one of the top 10 most disturbing scenes in the show, just because you're watching this man uh, let a woman die right in front of him when he could save her, and he just simply doesn't. And it's because it's self-serving for him to not do so, right? She was blackmailing him. He gets to maybe keep money, but at least not be blackmailed by her anymore if he lets her die. And so he just... Let's it happen. And it's not as if he's just a bystander. It is only because of him that she's no longer laying on her side. And she we, she establishes earlier in the episode, when you when you do this, uh, you lay on your side so that if you vomit, you don't joke on your own vomit. She only flops onto her back because he, he you know, shook Jesse and basically made her flop onto her back. And then he watches as she dies. Really, really disturbing. But what were your thoughts? Why did you select this as best scene, Josh? Yes, I should clarify that that this is not something that I truly believe is like an amazing scene. It's it's certainly not entertaining to watch, but one of the things that I like most about it in terms of why I picked it for my best scene is because it it very clearly establishes a it, it, this is cl- very clearly a moment 
sort of like a very clear point in Walt's life where he makes a, a decision. And yeah, this is what we talked about last episode, the decision point or inflection point. Right, yeah, and and without this moment, I think you could see Walt sort of maybe go back in another direction, you know, maybe make amends, but it's almost as if this point is the point of no return for him, and I've been trying to identify this moment throughout the series thus far, and I actually had it in my head that it was going to come a little bit later. There's a scene, I think, in season three that, that we'll talk about when we get there, but this one then stuck out to me. Like Walt has everything in his power to stop what's happening. He even makes a move in, but then he he physically pulls himself back. And so when I say best scene, I certainly don't mean that I you liked it. what happened. I, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what I think I think it's the best scene because of its importance to the series overall. And not just this this episode, not just the season, but the series overall. And without the scene, I think you could see a very different Walt. Like the show might end because he might make amends or, or get found out or, or drop it all together. But this scene was key for him to continue on this destructive path. And it's sort of like you can almost see his heart hardening even more from, from this moment. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. I will also say, you said you were thinking that this occurred later. I was thinking that it occurred this season, but in my memory, and I've seen this show, I'm now on the third rewatch as we go through these episodes together, So, but in my memory, this scene was a little bit more vivid from the standpoint of Walt, and he wasn't as emotive as I was reminded that he was when I watched it this week. I mean, he does, he tears up a little bit. He puts his hand over his mouth like he can't believe what he just saw, like he can't believe what he just did. And in my memory, I recalled him being much more kind of stone-hearted and stone-faced about the whole affair. And I wonder if there's something to that. I mean, to your point about the sort of decision point or inflection point, right? This is where he, where the, the character faces a fork in the road and clearly goes down one side of that fork. You know, I wonder if it's, it's really with the benefit of hindsight that we see that most clearly, right? I think you maybe could look at him and just think like he had a moment of weakness, he had a lapse, a momentary lapse of judgment, etc. But then when you look back from the end of the show as to how his character progresses, I think those maybe those decision points or those forks in the road become much more clear and much more vivid in your memory. So I don't know what your experience was. I just remembered him being a little bit more resolute about not helping. And so when he did kind of lean in and then pull himself back, I saw a man who was actually torn a little bit rather than a man who was just like, good, she's dying, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I also seem to remember it as him being more callous. Yeah. But in this, but when I rewatched it, he definitely did have a moment where he felt like he wanted to help. Like that was his instinct, maybe as a father, maybe as just a human being that someone in, is in trouble and I want to help them. But I think what's key about this is the fact that he pulls back and then he just watches. And and that's the other disturbing part about the scene and, and something that's so telling about his character. He could have just left. Like, he could have just let what happened happen. Yeah. But he stands there and watches it to its completion, almost as if he has to, again, remain in control. He has to know that, that what he wants to happen once he makes his decision is what's going to happen. And I think that, you know, for all of those reasons, that's why I call it my best scene. Unfortunately, like, the the semantics of what we call this the best scene don't don't exactly line up with my reasoning but yeah i think that that that's kind of what i'm feeling about this yeah i think all of that makes sense let's go to my best scene which is a little bit shorter certainly much less disturbing but it is disturbing still in a in a different sort of way this is uh the night after um 
Hank and Marie come over. They all eat uh, Los Pollos Hermanos fried chicken. <laughs> and then uh, Walt and Skyler are sleeping in bed, and the little baby wakes up. What, what's the baby's name? I totally am blanking. Holly. Holly. Holly wakes up, and Skyler stirs, and, and Walt uh, very, very dutifully says, you know, I got her. And they're like, oh, wow. Brownie points for being a good dad. Walt, maybe you're stepping up and taking care of your family. But he goes and gets Holly, and uh, it's just a very bizarre scene where – he takes her into the garage and he basically says, you want to see something? And uh, this is what he does. He shows her uh, all of his money that is stashed away. That's right. Daddy did that. As he's uh, peeling back the <laughs> insulation that's hiding all of his money in the garage. Uh, I mean, the, the scene is a lot longer than that. I just played a, a very short excerpt. Um, but he he has these like stacks of $100 bills hidden behind the insulation in his garage, which, by the way, not a great hiding place. I mean, horrible. The insulation is even fastened. Yeah, totally. Very easily. Super flammable. Uh, But like the way he soothes his daughter is to show her all the money. And I should mention in that uh, in that dinner, that Los Pollos Hermanos fried chicken dinner from Gus Fring's uh, finest. um, Skylar mentioned that she's going to go back to work because they need money. And so, like, again, it's kind of chipping away at his insecurity, right? They have all this money. They don't actually need money. Now, he can't tell anybody about it except for his, you know, one-month-old daughter or however, however old she is. So uh, yeah. I thought that, was, that scene was pretty, pretty good. What I'll say about that scene that's really interesting, you know, I think the clip you played is, is kind of funny and definitely out of context. It, it could be put in so many different places and that's it's true. like, yeah, it's like really kind of odd. But I think what's interesting about that scene overall is that Walt, I think, is dying to tell someone totally. what he's done yeah. and he's dying to tell someone who it will matter to. And so Holly is like the perfect conduit for that because she cannot respond. She will have no recollection of this. So I think it's it's almost like this perfect little moment. Now, it is weird. It's a little creepy, but I think it perfectly fits the character in the moment because he just really wants to get get it out that he is helping his family and he wants to be able to tell them. So he tells the only member of his family he can, which I think is a really interesting plot point. And it was a really interesting scene. Yeah, completely agree. All right, let's do best writing, Josh. Let's go with yours. Okay, so my best writing is just one quick little line, but I think it's inc- it's incredibly telling because the way that you hear it when you first watch the episode, you would you probably wouldn't think twice about it. But when we hear it now and I sort of talk through what I heard when I watched it again, having seen the whole series, I think it's really interesting. So this is a this is a line that Jane delivers to Walt when she's trying to blackmail him into giving Jesse his money. How the hell did you get this number? Did Jesse give it to you? All Jesse wants is what's coming to him. No more, no less. What are you talking about? 480,000. He told you about the money. He told me everything. Okay, so what I like about this line is she doesn't initially say all Jesse wants is his money which is what you might imagine her to say. Like, she's talking clearly about the money. She then follows up what she initially says, which is all Jesse wants is what's coming to him with the line about the money. So when you initially watch it, you don't think much about it. But I think what's interesting about the line and the way that it's written is that it's very telling about this idea that Jesse is going to get what's coming to him based on all of his bad decisions. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know if that's for us to judge, 
you know, when we're looking at like how a human person operates. But I think it's really interesting that she uses those words. All he wants is what's coming to him. And I think we think about this idea of consequences in our lives, you know, as humans, and then we can look at the characters' lives. And I just think it's a really interesting way to put that. All he wants is what's coming to him, not all he wants is his money. Did you pick up on this as well? No, in fact, uh, when I was pulling the scenes before we did this, I had to text him and be like, I can't find this this line because I couldn't remember where it was because it didn't strike me. But when I listened through uh, it again, when I was pulling the audio, I was like, oh, that is a really interesting turn of phrase. Uh, all he wants is what what's coming to him. And I think it does include, I mean, I'm, I'm still sort of processing all that's wrapped up in that line perhaps, but it does have some sort of a commentary on uh, consequences and on you know whether or not those consequences are foreseen or unforeseen and how your deepest desires I think ultimately drive your actions to some degree right yeah and I think it's also not just you know I think it's also something like it's not necessarily that what's coming to him is deserved or undeserved like what's coming to him at the end of this episode is that Jane dies this horrible gruesome death that is what's coming to him but and you're not saying that's deserved because he decided to use drugs, but that is a consequence of all of the actions that he's taken thus far. Well, and most Using directly, drugs, it's a consequence of you know his suggestion that they use drugs one final time that night before sure. they really go clean the next day. Right, and also his his consequence ultimately of partnering with Walt, who up to this point we've known them to have this toxic relationship. Like it is a father son relationship. We'll talk more about that, you know, soon, but. It's just interesting that, you know, like this moment, all of this stuff is leading to this horrible moment for Jesse. And I think it's going to be a turning point for him that we'll see starting in the next episode and then into season three. And so I just found that line really interesting that it that it on its surface means, you know, on its surface, you don't think much about it. But when you dig a little bit deeper, it means a little bit more. Yeah, well, let me let me use your observation about Walt and Jesse and their father-son relationship, which we've talked about before, uh, as a jumping-off point for my best writing. So what, what I really appreciated in this episode was the dialogue between Donald, Jane's dad, and Walt, Jesse's, you know, uh, foster dad or <laughs> quasi-dad or, you know, yeah. uh, whatever, semi-dad. And they're having this, this conversation. Walt refers to Jesse in this conversation as his nephew. Because he's already talked about his 16-year-old son, Walt Jr., a.k.a. Flynn, a.k.a. Breakfast, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but so he, he starts sharing with Donald about this really troubling nephew that he has. And Donald, of course, is opening up about his really troubling daughter and, and all of the ways that they want to show them what's best because they really do know what's best and they can't. And uh, and then they have this, this – it sort of wraps up with Donald's little reflection on, on family and what family means. And it does drive home what we've said before, that Walt and Jesse have this very perverse father-son relationship that is totally distorted from what a healthy father-son relationship should be. I mean, we saw in the last episode, right, where Gus said, why do you work with Jesse? And Walt says, because he does what I tell him to do. Uh, totally perverted. This is not what a father-son relationship should be. And yet this is what it is for Walt and Jesse. And the family conversation here is what I really appreciate that, that Donald shares with Walt. I mean, what do you do with someone like that? Family. Yeah. Family. Can't give up on them. Never. I mean, what else is there? And the other interesting thing about this, Josh, is that this conversation happens right before Walt drives back to Jesse's house. 
and he tries to wake Jesse up, right? I mean, he repeatedly tries to wake Jesse up. And so it's unclear, is is this, did Donald's little speech about family make Walt realize, oh yeah, I can't give up on Jesse. He's becoming a drug addict again and he's going going off to the dark path, you know, go, going down a dark path. I mean, just put aside for a moment the fact that Walt dragged Jesse along a an even darker path uh, as far as, you know, making and distributing drugs. But is there something there? I mean, it sort of seems to tug on Walt's heartstrings maybe a little bit, even if it is kind of in a perverse way or, or if his interest in Jesse's well-being is kind of perverse and self-interested because Jesse's his good little minion. But it seems like he he maybe wants to not abandon Jesse, and that's why he drives back to Jesse and Jane's house. And that's ultimately what ends up you know, having Jane flop back onto her back and then um, asphyxiate on her own vomit while Walt stands there watching. So it, you know, this, it's almost like this, the, the you know, maybe, maybe quasi well-intentioned act of Walt ends up uh, being a disservice to everybody involved. You know, that's how I read into it, that, that what Donald said here was what prompted Walt to go back to Jesse. And you even, he even gives like a little glance, like there's no verbal thing that's like, I'm going to go help my nephew now. But literally the very next scene is him driving back to Jesse's house and then being very determined to get inside and, and speak with him. He doesn't know that he's strung out on heroin at this point, but that is prompt. It, it does the narratively. That's, I think what they want you to believe, but you know, I want to ask you something about the scene, and I think it was a perfectly fine scene, but what I want to ask you is, does this kind of a scene bother you at all? And what I mean by that is, it's a little like too convenient that Walt just happens to be in the same bar as Jane's dad, and they don't know each other, and they don't know what they're talking about, but then they strike up this very poignant conversation about family. Like sometimes when I watch TV shows, I'm a little bit like, okay, that's, you know, you didn't really quite know how to get Walt back to Jesse. So you're going to have him run into Jane's dad. Like it was, it just seems more of like a writer's room moment as opposed to like a true character moment, if that makes any sense. And I think what Breaking Bad does better than a lot of other shows, 99% of the time is that everything feels very organic, that it feels very much like one thing would lead to another. Does that, did that strike you at all when you watch this? So yes, it did actually. I thought about having that in one of my nits to pick but that's actually kind of a common theme across this episode and the next i think uh the whole the whole narrative surrounding the uh you know spoiler alert the the plane crash though in the next episode um and its connection with this really the whole sort of the whole saga surrounding jane's death is a little bit too neat and tidy perhaps and i think yeah i think maybe it's necessary because they needed they needed to kind of contrive this plot device, but I think it's a, just a little bit too neat and tidy. I mean, one example, in addition to what you just mentioned about the Donald uh, conversation with Walt, is the fact that when Walt goes back, right, if you watch the scene, actually, I think it's not super poorly done. Jane kind of like flings back onto her back as if she's yeah, like yeah, catapulting yeah. back onto her back. It does not look natural like it's in her sleep at all. And then just the timing, if you think about the timing that like she just starts to asphyxiate at that exact moment while he's standing right next to her in the bed, also a little bit too convenient and tidy perhaps. So I totally agree with your criticism. I'm not sure how I would do it better. And I think this is such a pivotal moment and a necessary element in the storyline that that I like it as is. Yeah, I think if you were to watch this the first time through, you might not think anything about it. I think it's upon a rewatch and then an analysis as we're doing right now that I was able to pick that out. One one more thing before we move on to best moment. And and this might be 
reading a little bit too much into this, but hey, that's what we do on this podcast, so I'm yeah, going to go for it. So at the beginning of the episode, you see that Marie is trying to instruct Walt about how to prop a towel essentially behind baby Holly so that she can lay on her side. So when I was watching this, I was thinking, is there a connection between Walt having to parent Holly and prop her on her side so that she doesn't spit up on herself and the fact that he then later removes Jesse's support, which is Jane, the thing that was propping him up. And then, you know, he basically does the opposite for Jesse. Is that like too, is that like reading too much into it? Or do you think that they had some, I, I, I definitely think that the baby on the side was not an accident because it's sort of a throwaway scene otherwise. But am I reading too much into it that by Walt shaking Jesse and then Jane flopping away, he's removing that support that will ultimately help Jesse? I mean, I like it. Uh, for our listeners out there who can't see, Zach is like looking at me through the Skype being like, yeah, that's a bit of a reach. That's a, it's a nonverbal, that's a bit of a reach. No, no, I like it. I do like it. I mean, you know that I've, I've reached really far on some of these episodes. I mean, I think the, the obvious connection is what we read in that, in that Wikipedia summary from the, the brilliant uh, Wikipedia summarizer. But, you know, the obvious connection is, okay, you know, how you stop someone from spitting up is blame on the side okay and he knows how to do that with jane and he doesn't right that's the that's a clear connection but but i do like yeah. what you're saying i mean i think there there might be something there uh it is pretty clear i mean they're they're laying they're kind of i don't know spooning in bed i guess and yeah. jane is kind of propping jesse up it, right it, she's behind him the, in this scene. the thing that makes me most skeptical about your your reading although i do like the interpretation is that he doesn't seem to really care about removing jane as much as like grabbing jesse and and shaking him um, right. to get him awake so so I don't know but I, I guess I do more like it was it. an unintended consequence of yeah. the fact that he was shaking focusing so much on Jesse that he didn't realize he was removing the support at that I will cede my time and and no longer go into wacky theories no I like wacky theories it's they're great uh let's go best moment I've got one very quick one here this is when Walt Jr. makes the uh the little GoFundMe uh, it's not, it's not, I mean it's before the era of GoFundMe but it's yeah. essentially a GoFundMe and he's raising money hey they had PayPal yeah, they did. That's right. Saul Goodman was very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> and and Walt, um, you know, again, could be really touched and moved by this, but he is instead upset that they're asking for money. Uh, wait a minute. You're, you're not asking for money, are you, son? Y- yeah, that's the whole idea. Lewis helped me set up a PayPal account and, and everything. Mm-hmm. See? But we, we can't ask for money. No. We can't ask for money. I love how he says son, too. Do you notice that? It, it, yeah. it stuck out yeah. at me on the the second time through. Like, well, we can't ask for money, son. He's trying to be so paternal. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to sort of identify when he says, he, he really only calls him by two names. He calls him son and he calls him junior. It's interesting to see, it would be interesting to go back and, and watch when he chooses to use certain names. So I don't know if there's anything to that. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I think, I mean, my initial instinct, because I'm thinking about some other scenes where I think he said son, and it seems like it's when he's trying to be like very maternal and maybe uh, paternal and maybe kind of deliver unwanted news in a gentle way. Yeah, but it's almost, it's almost like 
he's like almost like a robot yeah t- it's totally. like what a what a what a robot would say like yeah. i am supposed to be a father fathers say sons <laughs> exactly and it's like he's like uh, we cannot ask for money son <laughs> and it's like wait my robot came out i've got it i think there is gotta go back i think there is a borderline sociopathic element to walt so i i think that's that's absolutely spot on okay my yeah. um or rather your best moment is from the classroom we love chemistry classroom scenes here so there's a there's some chemistry that features prominently yeah, so Jesse basically confronts Walt in the classroom. First, he says, like, you know, it hasn't changed since I've been in school here. And it's like, okay, well, it's a public high school. It's probably not going to change that much. But then he basically asks Walt, like, you know, where's the money? You know, I, you, you, I know you took the meth. First, they have a confrontation about, like, Walt basically left Jesse hanging at, that he didn't tell him he was the one who came into his house in the middle of the night and took the meth. So Jesse freaks out all day and then he comes in and confronts Walt and basically accuses him and says, look, you did this horrible thing to me. You made me freak out all day, but then I figured it out because I listened to the voicemails he left me. And then Walt basically in sort of a rather smart and um, caring father way says, look, I'm not going to give you the money because you're going to kill yourself. And uh, you know, you'd be dead within a week, right? Right. That's what he says. Yeah. And he basically, um, you know, Jesse says, I'm clean. I'm totally clean. And then Walt throws him a flask and we're going to hear a little bit of that conversation. Prove it. Pee in that. How gay are you? Seriously. Pee in it. They're selling testing kits at the drugstores. If you are clean, I will give you every last dime. No, huh? Well, I guess until then... You'll just have to depend on the kindness of strangers to get high. That and your little junkie girlfriend. So what you're hearing there is that Jesse reacts to Walt insulting Jane by trying to throw the flask and hit Walt. He Walt ducks and he misses and it chatters all over the ground. But to me, this is just you know, one more example of this weird father-son relationship. This is like a son throwing a tantrum when the father says, you didn't do so-and-so, so you're not going to get your allowance, pretty much. It's for your own good. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes we criticize Walt for the destructive decisions he makes for both himself and the people around him. But in this case, you can actually side with him and you can say, like, he's making a smart decision. He's not spending Jesse's money. He's not trying to short him his money. He's basically saying... I'm not going to give it to you so that you can go kill yourself by overdosing on drugs. You have to earn it back. And like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Now, of course their circumstances are the worst thing in the world. They're, they're cooking meth and selling it for profit, but you know, <laughs> Pretty bad. based on, based on the, just the simple matter of the fact that Walt has his money, it's not a terrible thing that he's trying to protect Jesse. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting too. Like this is another, scene that drives home the father son thing i'm just thinking back to the jane death even that is kind of a perverted twist on a very typical father son or parent child relationship where like you know the son or daughter is dating someone who the parents don't approve of and they just kind of hope that it, it eventually goes south and that's kind of how walt finds himself in this situation as well he just jane is is not from his vantage point right from his vantage point not from ours but from walt's vantage point jane is not good for jesse because she makes jesse less available to him less amenable to being told what to do by him uh, you know all, all of these things and so jane's death is a pretty convenient removal for walt yeah i agree with that 
Did you have any nits to pick from so this episode? We, we kind of talked about, uh, I think, one that's at least common to you and me, had the whole the whole Jane death sequence is a little bit too convenient and tidy. Uh, but that's all that I had for, for this. How about you? Yeah, I just had one that I picked out, and this is in reference to the the website that, that uh, Walt Jr., great, a.k.a. Great Flynn, website. a.k.a. Breakfast, <laughs> makes. And he's, he's got a so, web design future for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually part of my nitpick. So the whole family is standing around. Marie is there, and, and she literally says, Oh, Flynn, it's beautiful, referring to the very not beautiful website that he made. It's like, like a GeoCities website. Remember yep, GeoCities? That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. It is not pretty at all. I mean, very thoughtful. Yes. You know, very, uh, very smart. Yes. Very beautiful. Absolutely not. It's, it's, ter- <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible website. So that was just like Even a small for 2009, which is, I think, when this, uh, when this season aired. Yeah. So, yeah, even by those standards, still a horrible website. He could have set up a Tumblr that looked better. Yeah. Than, than I mean, this, a blog spot for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But otherwise, I didn't have any other nits to pick right, in this episode. That's a good nit. How about MVP votes? Who is the MVP of this episode, Josh? This was tough, but I think you got to give it, or I, I'm going to give it to Walt. Uh, he just has so much to do in this episode. He has so much range that he shows sort of going from, you know, caring person to truly like evil moments and Brian Cranston just does a super, super good job in all of the different moments of this. And so that's who I'm going to give it to. How about you? It's a good choice. Uh, He was my second choice. I'm actually going to go with probably surprise candidate, but I'm going to go with Jane. Oh, uh, now you might think because she dies and of course her death is very central to the entire episode and kind of the show for Jesse moving forward. But the reason I like her is because of the way her standing up to Walt is what sets in motion this whole chain of events. I mean, you yeah. had you no, had that the makes uh, you had the you know all Jesse wants is what's coming to him, right? In that phone call where she's blackmailing Walt. I mean, Jane is pretty savvy. Uh, I mm-hmm. actually think that the way she sort of like clicks into high gear once she realizes that Jesse's owed almost half a million dollars is is not like a great look for her character as a person, but she's really savvy about how she does it, and she gets Jesse kind of pointing the right direction. She also has a, a nice tender moment with her dad when her dad realizes she's using again. And I think the acting is really fantastic. So I think um, Kirsten Ritter does a really good job as Jane in this episode and kind of propels this forward. Walt's really good. That's not to take anything away from Brian Cranston's performance, but um, I think Ritter does an awesome job. So I'm going to go with Jane. And, and it's yeah, probably I her last chance to too. It- so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I just have to give it to Walt only because of what I said about the best scene is that this is a true inflection point for the character. And without that, I don't know how much more of a series we would have. Like, it really does propel the next phase of Walter White turning into Heisenberg. Interesting you pointed out that scene just before we wrap up with Jane and her dad. That one also struck me as a little weird. Like, if if a father was truly that concerned about his daughter do you think he would be more involved in sort of like making sure that she was okay that night? Like, okay, you don't have to come with me now, but I'm going to stay here or I will help you do what you need to do as opposed to just being like, all right, well, see you in the morning. And it's like, okay, well that, you know, it's she, she's basically to your point, she's manipulating him in a, in a very real way. And I just feel like he mentions that it's been 10 years of this and then all of a sudden he's just going to leave her for one more night. I mean, he obviously can't predict what's going to happen, but it just struck me as a little bit odd in terms of how they had to write that 
to sort of make sense for the rest of the episode. Yeah, man, I I totally see what you're saying. I'm really torn as it as it is. I mean, our kids are young, so it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of Donald, who has a yeah. I think I think Jane's supposed to be 29 or 30. 20, 27, 27. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a dad of a 27 year old who's been on this sort of on again off again roller coaster for 10 years. I don't know. I mean, I think at some point your kids have to be they have to make their own decisions and they have to be empowered to make their own decisions and. I think it is, it's a constant battle, I would imagine, for a parent of an adult. Like, how how, how much do I let them kind of walk into their own destruction? I, I, like, they need to have some agency here. They, they need to be empowered. So I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I guess I guess my initial reaction is that either decision, decision in my mind would be defensible. Like, I understand why Donald let her do that. He's trying yeah. to help her be accountable, but he can't, you know, you, you can lead a horse to water. Uh, but I also would understand if he was like, fine, but I'm staying here tonight. <laughs> I'm going to make sure yeah. that you don't get into trouble. Um, Definitely. Obviously, you know, the, the consequences of his decision ring through the, the next episode, which we'll talk about. But anything else yeah. on this episode, Josh? No, I just want to say, you know, Walt Jr. had a big episode and he still didn't even crack the MVP voting. If, if this was baseball MVP voting, he'd be out of the top 10. And there weren't even 10 characters worthy of an MVP vote in this episode. Very true, yeah. For Walt Jr., a.k.a. Flynn, a.k.a. Breakfast, not doing well. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Breaking Pod. If we miss anything, breakingpod at vernacularpodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. Have a great week.